I'm Rachel. I'm Shelly. And this, this is, is Chicks and Dicks. So uh, I... Of an, an, of an angel? Oh. Two voices, one angel. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, I would first off like to apologize as I chose this week's book. Yeah, you fucking owe us an oh, apology. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this this week is A New Leash on Love by Debbie Burns, the first book in a Rescue Me novel series. Um, and I chose this book because on the cover there are no hot abs or anything. There's a puppy that's really cute with like two... I was like two legs. Like two, two legs. Two no, four, four legs, two people. Um, so, and then four puppy legs, so eight legs, I guess. Uh, but... but Generally, I chose this because it was completely different. It was based in reality. It wasn't anything supernatural, fantastical, or like... Or even just like a weird Or fantasy. dark, yeah. like yeah. Or just like there was no bikers abducting people. There's yeah. no vampires. There's no, no wolves. Mafiosos no mafiosos. No mafiosi. Just not the same type of misogyny, I think, that was expected in the other books. That's true. There's very little of misogyny. So, there's very little of anything, really, but of substance, but... But um, but I have to say this book was a, a horrible disappointment. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just like I guess it's a romantic story, but it's not the kind of like it's a, erotic. It's a PG thirteen we Saturday morning like or Sunday uh, Life Channel Lifetime uh, movie. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's it's just it's just it's people coming to terms with things oh. here let's shall i read to you from the back of the book please okay please do. every heart has a forever home which just totally gives away the ending <laughs> <laughs> she's not wrong <laughs> megan anderson loves the animals that are no kill shelter She'll do anything for them, even go toe-to-toe with a handsome man who was in way over his head. She'll help him sort out his troubles, but getting too close to an adorable puppy's human counterpart? Been there, done that, got burned. <laughs> Although that's not... No. We don't know no, if that actually no, ever happened never, No, that was never, no. never brought up. <laughs> <laughs> when Craig Williams arrived at the local shelter for help, he didn't expect a fiery young woman to blaze into his life. But the more time they spend together, the more he realizes it's not just animals Megan is adept at saving. She could be the one to rescue his heart. <sighs> Soon Craig and Megan find that the magic of unconditional love can do anything, even lead to their forever home. Ugh. Which he buys and pays for. And, yeah. yeah. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> so in order to be happy with your forever home, you also have this shit ton of money. <laughs> He's rich. I know. I guess that's the one like fantastical element in this book is that he's like uber rich yep. and like a really nice person. <laughs> and drives a bimmer. And he drives a bimmer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so so I'm a I'm a car person. Rachel has followed me in my hobby, I guess. So I like cars. <laughs> yeah, we we both enjoy cars. And I do believe that the editor and her are talking about beamers, as in the BMW, but she writes it B-I-M-M-E-R. And every single time I came across it, I was like, for fuck's sake, I know. it's a beamer, not a bimmer. <laughs> and we were 
trying, like you and I were trying to figure out, okay, maybe it's some other car that she's referencing. Thing or like, no. No, we're, I'm convinced that she no, means Beamer. I, I agree. And has written Bimmer. Bimmer. <laughs> and I'm surprised that nobody caught that on the way to publication. Maybe all the other women who are reading it were like, eh, maybe it is a different car. I don't know. Or maybe they read it. How, how could you even read it as Beamer though? I don't know. Either way, well, let's get on with the book. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. No, so. I'm, just, I'm hung up on this fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this whole book starts when uh, Craig Williams, right? Yeah, yeah. Craig Williams, he goes to the shelter, has a puppy. His daughter and his... Uh, so he's been recently divorced, and his daughter and his ex-wife feel that they can no longer take care of this puppy because of extenuating circumstances. They had a death in the family three years ago. They got the puppy at Christmas thinking that it would be a good idea and they couldn't handle it. Yeah. So in February, they return this Christmas, what they call Christmas, Christmas puppies because yeah. they always get returned like two months after, I guess. Um, and uh, there is Megan Anderson at the shelter who is a total bitch. <laughs> right. Gives them a really fucking hard time. About having to surrender this puppy. And in the book, they, she, she's like explaining, she's like, usually I'm not this bad, but fuck this. I'm just going to be a bitch anyway. Yeah, I'm having a really bad day and I'm going to take it out on this guy who's trying to do the right thing. This really hot guy. And oh my God, he's really good looking. And he smells nice. Like cedars and stuff. But smoke. I'm not going to apologize for being a huge bitch because I'm so flustered by his handsomeness. It's like, that's shit, lady. So he drops off this puppy and then, like, the day or the day after... Oh, you have to read the quote from the book. Oh, right. I think that sums it up quite nicely. It does sum it up very nicely. Okay, so I have a... Pa- yeah, here we go. This is... This is Craig laying into Megan after she gave him shit. He pointed a finger toward her chest. You are employed at an animal shelter, lady. Like it or not, you need people like me to keep your business going. Otherwise, you'd run out of animals and have to shut your doors. But let's not hope for that, because then you'd have to let go of the grudge you're carrying. <laughs> And it's true. He's so right about that. Yeah, she is a fucking... Like, she is so self-righteous in this book. Oh, my God. Like, she is... It's so aggravating. And I think the one thing that I hate about her character the most is that she's, like... I'm using air quotes here. Perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's tolerant and she listens, but she's open-minded. But, like, after this, she... she, Well, she semi-apologizes. Not really. But, like, she's, (laughs) she's regretful. She's remorseful. She's, like, tender and caring and great with his kids and smart and funny and laughs and reads. And she's well-traveled. And she goes, like... You know, like, she's just, like... She's too perfect. Everything is perfect. Yeah. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is cool when you're part of the team. <laughs> Except that she's not perfect because she totally fucked up. She nearly tanks the business yeah. because oh, she's yeah. got like this huge deadline for this massive grant that the shelter gets every year, but you still have to jump through the hoops and write and write the grant, grant application. And she doesn't do it. And <laughs> they lose power for 24 hours and she suddenly forgets all about this grant. Which is due that day, because she didn't get it done earlier. Because she didn't fucking get it done earlier. Uh, and now the shelter won't have any money. For food. It's, entire, it's, for, it's yeah, for all their food for the year. It's all the food. She fucked up. Hugely. But okay, so so first of all, let's, let's step back a second. So the way that we get into this situation is that... Um, so they, they, Sophie decides that she wants her puppy back after a night, when she realizes that they did indeed give it away. And so she goes to the shelter and they find that the puppy has been adopted. So Sophie ends up being um, admitted to their junior protector program and volunteers at the shelter. To help work with the dogs and then maybe 
down the road when Sophie is a bit better with dogs and understands yeah. how to take care of them, then they can adopt yeah. a dog from the shelter. And hence why also Craig and Megan like to have to see each other more and more. And it kind of brings them together. And obviously Sophie bonds with Megan at this stage. Well. Yeah. And then Craig, I mean, he sort of likes, I think the, the day, not the first time he goes to the shelter, but the, when he comes back to try to get the puppy back, he like takes a really good look at the shelter and his company, which he owns and has money to burn, needs to dump some cash into a charity. Yeah, and so and so he We all know where this is yeah, going. Right? But... And well Megan fucked up the grant application, but lo and behold, oh, here comes Craig to save the day. Exactly. <laughs> and that brings them closer together. Uh but she's like just totally incapable of dealing with anything. No. Like, she can't fucking look him in the eye. She can't talk to him. She can't behave like a normal person or No, and him. also, like, when she when he does, like, nice things for her, it's like she can't be willing to just accept it either. Like, she's very reluctant. Yeah. Yeah. And but, she, she just, like, she can't let herself be happy. And, like, she can't let herself indulge in a crush. No. And, and it's fun to do that. Like, who cares whether it goes anywhere or not? It's just fun it, to have a crush. But here's the thing. Like, for him, I understand. Like, his, his, the, uh, one of his children died three years ago, right? So yeah. he's had some issues. He's just going through divorce. Like, you know, like, he's trying to put his family back together again. I can understand his reluctance to, like, just jump into a relationship with a younger woman. Mind you, he's, she's 10 years younger. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, like, I can get his reluctance. There's no reason for her to be reluctant. No. She just... She just doesn't want herself to be happy. No, she just gets in her own way. Yeah. 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 Well, she was engaged once. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was engaged once. Right. <laughs> I'm much happier. <laughs> and I broke it off and so did she. And I don't have a problem. What the fuck is her problem? Well, you're not running a no-kill shelter. I know. Full disclosure, I don't run up a no-kill shelter. No-kill shelter. Let me get that in English. You also don't run a kill shelter. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't run a shelter. There we go. No. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I guess the majority of the book then is held over um, for Megan and Craig's developing relationship. But there, so the relationship is essentially they want each other. They they discuss it. They actually do some discussions like human beings in this, which is kind of nice. Like it's not like, but the problem is, is that they just don't hook up soon enough. Like there's no tension in their relationship. The only people getting in the way of their relationship is themselves. Yeah. And then, you know, finally Craig decides to give in, but Megan doesn't want to. And then, so he just pins her on the ground of her own fucking hallway and nails her. Yeah. Yeah, they have sex on the floor. But the, but the worst part is the way the sex is written. It's like, well, first of all, she's like, oh my God, right here on the floor. Yeah, right here on the, the floor. floor. Yeah. That's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, and then, but the thing is, it's written in a not hot way. It's like, all of a sudden, her shirt is off, and he enters her, and that was it. <laughs> and we're done. And we're done. Like, no description of the sex itself. Two became one. Yo, oh, yeah, that was, I think, was in there, yeah. It's a very, like, romanticized, not hot. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of sweet. Again, I don't know. I guess it's supposed to be sweet and cute, which is nice. And, like, pas I'm and passionate. I'm all for sweet and cute and passionate, but there's no description. Like, I don't have a sense of what the sex is like and how it feels for the two of them to come yeah. together for the first time. Come together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does she feel about getting nailed on the floor? Yeah. How does he feel but it's about also, just uh, pouncing on top of the her? In the internal monologue, I think, is also hilarious. It's like also like, oh my God, like, we're going to do it here on the floor? I, I don't think, I think my brain would just switch off at this point. Like, here's yeah. this guy who I've been lusting after for ages. And she's been lusting after And there's after a point him. where biology just takes over and you're like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right here. Right now. Not like, we're, we're doing not, this. Not like the cold tiles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
my god. I just, I have to sweep. (laughs) (laughs) I've just washed my floor. But here, so, (laughs) on the topic of Megan being a fucking duel, here we go. Uh, Craig was truly an admirable person, but the stirrings, the crush, the connection she thought she felt, they must have been one-sided. She needed to accept this, and fast. He was the shelter's biggest donor ever, and he'd be stepping in as president of the board. So what to the rest of it? So what if he'd been in her house, that she'd been in his car, heard the intimacy in his voice late in the day over the phone, or that they'd argued in the rain? Yeah, so what? Yeah, but here's the thing: is also like he clearly likes you. Yeah, like like cle- like it's plain as day. It's everybody, pretty, uh, everybody <laughs> says that. His daughter says it. Like you're just a like. But again, like yeah, so what? Who cares? Here's another one. <sighs> just because he hadn't, she hadn't seen him in eleven days. <laughs> eleven, not twelve. Eleven days since he'd been in her house didn't give her the right to stalk him online or fantasize about him or experience the little rush his picture sent through her. This like, one, this one yeah, always really bothered get, me. Like, of course, but, she can do all of that but stuff. But here's my thing. So stalk every, him online, look at his photos. Every topic. You don't fucking need permission. You have to give yourself permission okay, to do that First shit. of all, you know what, do you know what fucking bothers me the most about this? Okay, like, stalking people online, like, like she's not, she's looking him up on Google because he's famous. She's not really stalking him. No, she just, she's got a crush on him. She just wants to look at pictures of him. Also, it's been 11 days. You could have called him. Well, that's, that's time. the thing that bothers me. <laughs> So th- during this whole book, it's always like, he calls her, he calls her, he calls her. I'm like, pick up your fucking phone. And, I know. And or, there's even a point where or, it's like, she thought she might call him, but then, then she, she didn't. didn't. Well, just text him. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're too old for texting. Oh, no. She's I think the author is too old for maybe, texting. Maybe, maybe. No, because he texts her later when she doesn't have her phone on. Because at the end, she goes to her parents' house and she drops her phone in the water. And he's like, you didn't respond to any of my texts. Oh, was he? Te- I don't know yeah, he, he was, was trying to no, call her. No, he was her. texting. Ugh, anyway. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Will we? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't, I can't, I can't advocate reading this book for the fact that it was, it was, it really slogs on. And like she, her, it oh. It stalls out. And, and she, then. And then she's also like, she's very, oh, we talked about the parade. No, let's talk about the parade. Oh. It's her okay. First of all, it's her it's her birthday, and Craig is away for like a boys' weekend. Oh out. my god, she had, and so, he's they're so cagey, two of them about this. It's like you planned a trip with your buddy ages ago, like long before you ever met Megan, and he just got divorced, and you're divorced, so you're just having like a dudes' weekend in the Bahamas or someplace. Yeah, and he's like being all weird about it, and then she's like all oh, weird, weird about, about it. it too. She's like, like, no, no, it's fine, I it's mean, not you okay. Can, you can sleep with someone out there if you want to, but like. It's, and then, and then the like best part, trying to she be packs, cool girl, she packs like condoms. condoms yeah. Because she's like, you know, we haven't really committed to each other yet. And he's like, I, he said that he was the bacon or whatever. Yeah. And therefore, like, he's, he's fucking committed to you. Yeah. It's like, he's going away on a holiday. Just li- like, let him and he's, alone. And he said that he's not that type of guy. Yeah. And he's not going to sleep around. But for whatever reason. You can't His handle. word isn't good enough. Like, yeah. you can't handle it. Or that. because he hasn't said, we are dating. <laughs> We are now dating. Like, we are now in our... My relationship status in- on Facebook has changed. Exactly. <laughs> like, it was, it's so annoying. Oh, so that she, was so, so aggravating. So the weird thing is, is that because it says it's her birthday while he's gone on this weekend. And you think like, oh, he's going to have to make it up to her or right. something like that. Never mention no, again. It's like no a one-off sense. It, like, it doesn't it matter. Doesn't, yeah. And then her buddy 
uh, sits there and talks about how they should get drunk that Sunday because they do a drunken monthly Sunday. They get together yeah. every, yeah, once a month just to get drunk. And that's nice. They yeah, have exactly. Girls but night. you figure like maybe something will happen with her and a dude or something like something. I don't know, but nothing happens. No, nope, nothing happens. There's, there are no, there's no she's competition. Such a, she's such a prude. Like, so she goes in this parade and they give her this ridiculous bridesmaids dress to wear or some peachy shit thing. And you know, like she's. She's so hung up about it. She's so self-conscious. She's so self-conscious. It's like, just own it. You're wearing a fucking ridiculous dress. It's a goddamn puppy parade. And you're in a... Like, it's a parade. <laughs> yeah. Like, just just own it. Go with it. Have a fun time. Oh, my God. Everyone's going to see me in this awful dress and so embarrassed. I should have I just worn like, my... Why bin- don't you just fucking stay I should have worn my pantsuit. She's too, (laughs) she's too, like, but she's too, like, perfect in that way. Like, she's, like, kind of nice, but kind of red, and, like, I don't, I don't like her. She's she's annoying. She's one of those people where if I would, she'd be like, oh my god, Craig this, Craig that, Craig this. I'd be like, shut the fuck up about Craig and just fuck him already. Like, if if her and I were having a beer, I'd be like, can you just shut up? Right. Oh, God. But I can't fuck him. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You want me to? He's hot. He drives a bimmer. He drives a bimmer. (laughs) God. <laughs> Christ. So anyway, so as oh the God, story so progresses, <laughs> you find out so she takes this she takes the word of Sophie, who tells her that her father has had a vasectomy. Yes. Like just in a passing conversation. Sophie's an odd character like that. But anyway, so she's like, oh, he's had a vasectomy. So once they start fucking, they have unprotected sex for like a month. Well, there's a conversation about protection, but it's... Uh, referring the to the of disease. disease. And so they just assume the other... Like, she assumes that he's had a vasectomy and he assumes that she's on the pill. Yes. Because she tells him... Like, because he's going to bring up the idea of protection and she says don't worry it's taken care of yeah in reference to his presumed vasectomy why would he bring that up then unless it's just disease and it turns out that he He has he didn't have a vasectomy no so of course she's pregnant she gets pregnant and this is a huge problem for the story first of all it kills (laughs) any sense of hotness totally kills the mood yeah which there was hardly any mood to begin with yeah not that there was much to start but so then she spends the rest of the book kind of agonizing about how she's going to tell him how she's going to tell him is she going to keep the baby yes of course she's going to keep the baby um is she going to tell him when is she going to tell him how is she going to tell him how is she going to tell him and blah, then blah, blah. 100 pages of my... oh, oh my god <laughs> oh god yeah uh yeah and then everybody finds out in the worst way possible. Yeah, because she fucking procrastinated on this forever. <laughs> That's her own goddamn fault. Yeah. So so Sophie goes... This is the one thing. So Sophie goes to the party. What do you think happened to Sophie? So she goes to this party. Yeah, That's what I think, yeah. Yeah, totally. So Sophie goes to this party, and they're supposed to like go into the closet with boys and so on and so yeah, forth. So but because Sophie happened. didn't want to tell her parents, which is reasonable, I could see her playing this role in this, because she's not... Uh, she's a mentor more than a mother or a father, right? That Megan. Sophie would turn to me. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. So like, it's fine. Sometimes so, you need an adult so, that you're not related to. So Sophie uh, calls Megan and says, I'm at this party. Come get me. I'm really upset. Her parents all of a sudden find out that Sophie is no longer at this party, not knowing that Megan has her. And they kind of put it together really quickly that Megan probably has Sophie anyway. 
Why did they? Yeah, but Sophie tells Megan. Find out that she left the party. They tried. They called, phone, they called they the house or something. I can't remember. It's like, why are you calling to begin? I don't know. They were like, it was weird. So anyway, it doesn't matter. So Sophie ends up uh, calling Megan. Megan picks her up, and they have this conversation about like, oh, what happened? You don't have to tell me, but you know, whatever. And it basically implies that Sophie had to give a blowjob to someone in the closet. That's well. That's I mean. That's me. That's no. I conclusion, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I got. I got the same. I was a 13 year old girl. (laughs) I got the same. I got the same feeling. Okay, I'm glad you're on the same page. Yeah, and also at the same time, like this book. To be fair, it's supposed to be like kind of modern. Like it's more current in its yeah sexual affectations. I mean, yeah, like it just. Well, just that's what happens when boys and girls get together at that age. They yeah. experiment sexually, and exactly. not nobody's ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sophie's having a hard time with their friends to begin with. Yeah, so she feels pressured into it. And yeah, and that's the way it goes. Freaked out. So, and but they barfed, don't. Which but, is really embarrassing. Yeah, that is barfing. <laughs> that is embarrassing. Yeah, and all her friends are gonna make fun of her from now on. Yeah, that's fine. Um, poor Sophie. But, um, and, but so, and this is, yeah. So they they like. The parents freak out. They don't know where she is. They track her down. And then Sophie's in her bedroom and finds all these pregnancy and books. Yeah, Sophie finds the pregnancy books and then doesn't know that her parents are in Megan's house. Yeah. When she kind of yells from the bedroom, oh holy God, shit, Megan, are you pregnant? pregnant? Yeah. Uh, and then Jillian, Craig's ex-wife, she freaks out a bit. And, like, she's right to do so. Yeah, I mean, she's been kind of blindsided. She has been blindsided, but she's also been... She's really, I think she's very unreasonable. Yes. With the way she expects the relationship between Megan and well, the kids like, go and Yeah, cuz like she doesn't want Megan to have a relationship with Sophie. She doesn't want Craig to have a relationship with anybody, I guess. But it's like that's really unfair mm. because you both agreed to get divorced cuz you'd grown apart. Well, and so I would like, so Reese, who is the and kid. And he's done, like, he did the right thing. Like, Craig yeah. hasn't been with anybody. No, he's done, he's been, he's been pretty solid. Yeah. So, and, and Reese, we'll talk about the, the son whose brother, twin brother died. Yeah. Like, you know, like, the kid is fucked up. Like, yeah, okay, granted, like, you know, you lost your twin. It's been proven over yeah, and over again. to really mess you up. Yeah, <laughs> so, And, um, and, you know, like, he, the kid, I actually like the character of Reese. Yeah, he was like, he, like I like the kids. The kids I thought were pretty, pretty well written. Yeah. Um, but I felt like when the story focused on them, it stalled out a little because again, I think the the main thrust of the story is the developing relationship between yeah Megan and Craig, and when we have just Craig bonding with his son, like it's nice. But it's not. But we're not moving the story forward. No. Again, as I said, it's like a lifetime special where like yeah. people are like, Aww. And if the kids are maybe more involved in helping their father find happiness. Yeah, like the parent trap element. Yeah. But it doesn't happen. It never happens. And Sophie it, wants her dad to hook up with Megan. Yeah. And there are chapters written from Sophie's perspective, which is yeah. needless because that doesn't actually. It doesn't pan out. It's yeah. an expectation that she's going to get involved and it doesn't pan out. Yeah, nothing comes of it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was just oh, so terrible. <laughs> so it just it really like you had all these all these elements again that could have made the book more interesting don't come through the characters are aside from the kids are kind of annoying <laughs> so and Craig is like overly understanding like oh hey you hid the fact that you were pregnant for a month but I love you and I totally accept you and let's have this child together yeah, like, it's like no questions asked oh, my God. oh and here let me buy you the house you've always wanted yeah. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. It's a fantasy. Um, but yeah, I just, I, the pregnancy, I think, really, it just takes the book in another direction. The same thing we had, the same problem we had last week with Riding Steel, when she's nearly yes. raped. Yeah, it just... It just, it, like, kills the forward momentum. Yeah. like, you're, you're going straight, and then you take, like, a sharp right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it just, it ruins your, it ruins, like, any anything hot for the rest of the book yeah. you're just kind of like now this is about something completely different yeah exactly and it's and like okay well what are you gonna do like are you gonna tell him how are you gonna tell him well, and, it's the hemming and, and it's the hemming and hawing and like you know that it's gonna happen in a dramatic way and it's it just ends up being predictable yeah you have any good uh quotes for I'm, I'm looking here all right <laughs> so this shortly when they find out that sophie is at megan's house and then uh jillian and craig go uh, to the house to pick up Megan. Yeah, so this is before they've entered the house. They're sitting outside Megan's house. I won't defend my decisions, Jillian. I don't have to, but I'll tell you this. Our relationship started after unfolding her arms, she held up a hand. That's the beauty of divorce. I don't need details. She unbuckled and opened the door. He could see her chin starting to wobble, but I'll tell you this. Whatever girlfriend-daughter bonding is going on inside the house, it ends tonight. Like That's pretty fucking unreasonable. Yeah. Well, she is upset. I mean, her daughter just went missing for a little bit. She doesn't but, have to But be... at the same time, it's like, I'm granted, I'm not a mother, so I don't really understand. But if my daughter took off from a party in the middle of the night, at least there's an adult, a responsible yeah. adult that mm -hmm. she can phone. Yeah. A place where she can go where she's safe. Well, and also the fact that she was responsible enough to take off from a situation she was uncomfortable in. Yeah, right? Like, like the girl, kudos. That, that <laughs> takes a lot to leave that type of pressured situation. Absolutely. Especially when you're 13. Yeah. So, like, again, I, people are just being really unreasonable about this whole thing. And if it's supposed to be kind of like a modern story with modern people. Well, it is supposed to be. Well, they have these, like, I don't know, sort of... Hung up ideas? Yeah. Antiquated notions about uh, dealing with stuff, I mm -hmm. guess. I don't know. Anyway, what else have I got here? Um, I got nothing. I didn't fucking... Yeah, I didn't know, dog ear like anything. I didn't, not, I didn't do anything on this one. I really... I couldn't... Everything was just so milk toast. Like, yeah. just nothing hit me. I just... I think the problem that I also... I wanted to talk more about the sex in this book, but there really isn't there any... There wasn't... No, because, like, the sex was so... Under pa It's passe. Like, it's just, like, all of a sudden... It's just passive. There it was. Gone. Like, there it was. <laughs> but, like, we don't... No descriptions. Nope. Like, other than, oh, he's got a really nice body, or she's really Like, you tight. don't... Like, like, you don't know how big his penis is. Like, uh, like in every book that I've ever read that's a romance novel, they always talk about penis or, like, what it was or a hod or, like, a or heart. See, it's, it's not even mentioned. At yeah. some point, he has, like, a bulge in his pants. Yeah. And that's it. That's all we get. Mm -hmm. um, and he, when he looks at her, <laughs> he, like, he looks at her, her eyes, her lips, her neck, her sternum. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, her sternum. <laughs> Sexy sternum. Her exposed sternum. <laughs> Maybe she's flat. How risky. We don't know. No, like, she's not. She's very thin. She's kept it tight. <laughs> That's made very yeah, clear. Yeah, that is true. Um, and he likes he likes the fact that her thong sticks out of her pants, which I can't stand when a girl bends over and her thong oh, is sticking God, out of her pants. So you get the whale tail. Yeah. Oh, terrible. <laughs> Whale. Have you never heard of that? 
I probably yeah, have. Yeah. And it's Victoria's Secret. Yeah. See, okay, this is the other thing. So maybe he reads a lot of Victoria's Secret novels. Well, no, I could. I think, or novels and magazines. No, because it's 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 May. It's sorry, it's Sophie who comments that Megan's underwear is Victoria's Secret. Ooh. Because everybody can see her thong. Yeah. Um, but this is sort of something that kind of stuck with me while I was reading this book. It's the way things are described, like sort of like Craig's, like the trappings of affluence with his bimmer. Yes. And then the Victoria's <laughs> Secret underwear, which is supposed to be hot, sexy underwear. It's like, these are all just sort of like standards of, yes. of wealth or of sexiness. Where if you just put in a little bit of work, maybe you'd find another car, another expensive car that Craig could be driving that you would spell correctly. <laughs> um, maybe Megan wouldn't be wearing Victoria's Secret. Maybe she splurges and she's got like something a little bit more expensive, a little bit more classy or high end. Like it's just, it's very, I don't know, it's all very common. Yes. I guess is the issue. Well, I think it's because it's easily, and like, um, maybe because like everybody accessible. can imagine it, right? No I one can, so. everybody can, no one can imagine a Bugatti. Like, I was always going to be like, what the fuck is a Bugatti, I'm like, I'm right? like, oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, sweet. Damn, that guy's got a lot of money. Guess, guess who's going to the track on Saturday. Um, but, but, I mean, like, most people are not going to be able to relate to that. And I think that's why, in general, these romances are like that. Because they're accessible to everybody. Everybody knows what a Beamer is. If you drive a Beamer, it's when you're in a certain income bracket, right? Like, that's, it's pretty normal. I get what I used to And they are 50-50 weight ratio and have a really great job. No, I understand it's a great And I would car. like at least if they defined it as like an M3 or but like... But that's the thing though. She just says Beamer or Bimmer um, without, I think, really understand. Like she picked it because it's an expensive car. Right. And that's the only reason why she picked it. So I like to read this series of books um, about this FBI agent called Pendergast. And he's like fabulously wealthy. We don't actually know how much money he's got, but mm. it's... A, a lot. lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the authors describe the clothes that he wears and the cars that he drives. And these are labels that I've never heard of before, but I understand that like They're affluent, only yeah. like the super, super rich can mm-hmm. afford to wear these clothes. Right. And he's got a fucking Rolls Royce. Yeah, that's cool. So like even though like you're you're talking about stuff that really exists in the world. These are real labels, but real it, designers, and real cars. Yeah. I just like I understand that this is but relates think, to an income bracket that yeah. But I think I can't wrap my head around as opposed to a Beamer. Well, every other person in my neighborhood drives a Beamer. Well, you live in a very nice. I live in a nice. <laughs> I am not rich. I live in a an apartment building in a nice part of town. <laughs> Just, just to clarify. Just to clarify. She drives I drive a, ma- a Matrix. An 11-year-old Toyota Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes her appreciate everything else all the more. <laughs> and notice that everything else is a Beamer in her neighborhood. Exactly. Um, I, I don't know. So I, I kind of disagree with you on this one because I think that the Beamer becomes like a lot of these women or a lot of people I think who read these books want these types of things to happen to them. And yeah. that Bugatti or like the, or like, you know, even a Ferrari or it's that's just, just a much. little bit too high. So this is like, they can't, something that yeah, they can't. I, absolutely. Like, so it's like unattainably rich and just rich, but unattainable. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. 
stuff. All right. Okay. Do you see what I mean? See, like, there's I can see the point. Yes. Yeah. So it's like the, the, you want to be able to put yourself in the shoes, so you can imagine yourself being 26 year old Megan. Uh, yeah, being swept off my feet by a 36-year-old Craig. advertising executive who runs his own business. At 36, that's pretty good. Drives a dimmer. He's, and... <laughs> he's young to be so successful. But you know what? So, like... But their house is described as, like, palatial. I know. They like, marble some, like, awful and, like... mansion yeah. that has, like, no personality. And, like, marble everywhere. I wouldn't and, like, want to live there. And a maid that no comes and does selling it. No, right? It sounds really cold. <laughs> it does. I think Absolutely. She, and I think it's supposed to. She does a good job at describing that, I think. Yeah, no, she, yeah, you're absolutely Impersonal right and cold in a massive kitchen and, like, yeah. all these different things. The closet. But, then, but like, he lives in some, like, god-awful corporate apartment. Yeah. While... While the divorce is going through. While they're selling the house, yeah. Well, I think the divorce has been fine. Yeah, they're, they're selling that. They're for, sell- like... Three years or something, I don't know, two years or... A year? No, because they didn't get divorced right after Angie died. They tried to make a go of it, but they just grew apart. Mm. Um, I was going to say something. I completely forgot <laughs> That's my corporate apartment. Corporate apartment. No, I lost it. Here, let's read some more from the book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. I remember. There was one where they're going for a walk in the park. And he, she describes what he's wearing. And it's like, you know, he wore jeans and a white t-shirt, a tight shirt and a leather jacket. And it was... You know, the outfit just screamed, let's go to the park. It's like, what? what? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> dresses like that. Oh, here we go. Found it. Um, facing the new arrivals, Megan's felt, uh, Megan self-consciously wiped her hands on the backs of her pants. She was fairly certain her cheeks had reached a deeper shade of red than they had been since grade school, as Craig, who was now standing behind the kids, winked at her. In blue jeans, a fitted v-neck, and a light jacket, he exuded a meet me at the park male model model aura. That is not a thing. No. <laughs> no. It reminds me of something that you see. I in never like, look at something you know like mm, his outfit says meet me at the park. You know what it reminds me of? Something that you would hear in like Zoolander. Yeah. <laughs> something Derek Zoolander would hear. It's like meet me at the park. Derek. <laughs> God, it's also terrible. I, I don't really have much to say about this. Like in the end, obviously, you know, they hook up. They go to Megan's par- or Megan runs to her mom's place to figure shit out, and then Craig comes and finds her. She drops her phone in the water, right, so it so... dies, and then she still takes off regardless. Like at least, like let the, the guy know you're okay. Like shoot him an email. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, but no, she just she like she just fucks to, off and she fucks off to her mother's house, Ooh. and then he has to like chase her down. But it's not again. There's there's nothing on the line here. No, no. He, I think that may be part it's, of the problem. It's, the problem again like is it's no, all in her head. Yeah. So it's like there's no actual tension for the reader to believe. And no misunderstanding. Yeah. Because like, they don't fucking communicate the, to begin with. Yeah, because the reader understands that Craig really loves her, so it's just a matter of time before he tracks her down. And it's so obvious what he's going to do. Yeah. So he goes, he finds her, he tells her he loves her and he wants her regardless, and they're going to have a kid together and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes and buys her the house she's always wanted. And that's really yeah. it. Isn't that nice? How lovely. Yeah. Oh, when they adopt a dog from the shelter. Yeah. The, well, they... She's been taking care of this dog since yeah. page one. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really it. I don't really have much to say about this book, honestly. Why don't we... Let's check some reviews. Please do. Okay. So oh. this your book is rated pretty highly. I know. On Goodreads, what was it, 4.1 or something like that? 4.19. Yeah. On Goodreads. People 
really liked it. I think it's because it has puppies. Totally. I mean, I just had a glance through these reviews earlier. Um, and again, it's like, oh, this was cute. Heavy on the rescue dogs. A little light on the actual physical romance. Yeah, fair enough. So I've just... But people, like, they give it five stars because they love all the puppy stuff, the animal stuff. Well, so this one is from Night Owl Reviews. It's four and a half stars. Um, and the woman really likes this, but she is right. She says, as for the romance in the story, it is very dialed back. The heat level is lower, but still very much present throughout most of the book. The sensual scenes are also not as heated, which I took as being a relief from all the explicit material that has been published as of late. The chemistry between Megan and Craig did take some time to get started, but I enjoy the low key attraction. It wasn't really low key, but like, I think this person is right in the sense that they're like, yeah, really dialed back in the romance. Like this is really like the PG 13 of romance novels. Yeah. Here's another one that's similar. I was expecting sizzle and a lot of banter between the two once Megan learns uh, that this isn't the case, that Craig isn't an asshole. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, the spark diminishes and Megan becomes more passive meek and loses her confidence. Craig also has too much baggage with the tragedy in his family and the divorce. I didn't feel the chemistry between these two and I can't find myself believing in them in the long run. <laughs> uh, I'm not very fond of the way the story goes. I generally think the situation with Craig's family is still a bit of a mess. And adding the pregnancy storyline didn't win me over. No, definitely <laughs> On not. the plus side, there are a lot of animals. <laughs> and it was impossible not to feel the pulls at my heartstrings with at least one of them. So, yeah, rounding up for, rounding up star rating for animals. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them are like, that's like, well, it's not a great story, but it's got cute animals. Uh, a New Leash in Love is yet another wonderful example of a very sweet and fun romance read. Which it is sweet in certain ways. Yeah. But it's like, again, you know, you know it's, there's, n there's no, no, no chances being taken in this book. As an animal lover, I adore that the main setting was a no-kill shelter. I also really enjoyed the character of Patrick, uh, who had Asperger's. And it was nice to see a character dealing with that condition. I had one tiny issue, and that was Clint's... Clint's... Craig's son, Reese, mm -hmm. using words like retarded and gay... When he didn't want to do something or thought something was stupid. He's a nine-year-old boy, so it wouldn't have bothered me that he said it. What bothered me was the adults around him didn't correct him. <laughs> no, he does. <laughs> Craig corrects him here and there. I think so, yeah. yeah not not a ton, though. He lets yeah. it slide eventually. Yeah. The kid gets away with a really fucking bad attitude for th like three years now. Like, come on. Yeah, right? No. Um, but they have a breakthrough of the batting cages, so it's okay. No, I'm sorry. They all end up crying and hugging. Right. Yep. Just cry it out. Cry it out and hug it out. Uh, as men, when they cry, it means everything is fixed. I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> or when they fight. Yeah, if a man <laughs> cries or fights, everything is good afterwards. <laughs> With a woman, you're just fucked for the rest of your life. <laughs> you need a psychologist. Or as a man, clean slate. Clean slate. You're good. <laughs> it's true. So, hotness rating. Not hot. Not hot. No, no. We, Not, all, we mentioned this. Yes. You can read it to your children. To your children, if you like. <laughs> yeah. It's a lovely, well, it's not a coming-of-age story. A story about overcoming adversity. adversity. <laughs> kind of, even isn't though that, it's... Isn't that, that's like you're, every you're book. Getting well, like, in your own, your... Yeah. The adversity that you have to overcome is your own bullshit. <sighs> if you if you really like Oprah, you'll probably really like this book. Oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I did... I. Only once in my life did I read an Oprah Book Club book. I, I think it was before it was chosen. Hated it. 
hated it that's from what... beginning to end. I absolutely despise that. I book. I have read a few. Yeah, uh, not on purpose. Um, <laughs> not on purpose. And I have hated every single one of over the book books. Yeah, yeah, I can't stand them. And you know, like you go to Indigo, and there's a table that's like great for book clubs, and yeah. like no, nope. I just keep yeah, going exactly. right by. Yeah. Like, mm. A fault in our stars, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not my type. Not my type of read. Not, not my type of read. No, not happy. So anyway, so I thought this book would have been better uh, if it had some like hot and heavier kind of. Yeah, the sex was the sex. like totally. I was because at least underwritten. Have... It's like not even written. It's not written. It's not written. It's not written. Oh, so they spend like five hours in bed together and then they have a shower. All right. Yeah, nothing really happens in the shower that much, does it? I can't remember. Uh, no, they. I think they just fuck in the shower. Yeah, but it's again not described. No. No. It's just, just... no. They just. It's like it's just. It's like and then they had sex. Yes. Like, oh, okay. And as much as I could fill in the blanks probably with something really hot, like, I just don't want to at that well, point. I'm, I'm not, just, you're, I don't want to do the work. I just, I just want to finish the goddamn book at this point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't care about your fucking towel. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so, a new leash on love. Not great. Not great. No. So far of all the books we've read, I have to say this is the least exciting. It is the least exciting. Probably the most down to earth. Yes. In terms of realism. Yeah, well, I mean, that was why I chose it. I just thought that but... that didn't have to mean that your sex life was boring as shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did do it on the floor. Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, in the shower. And in the shower. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> it's not like a biker orgy in the woods. <laughs> That's true. There's nothing like a biker orgy in the woods. <laughs> All right, I guess we're done. That's it. Yeah. I got nothing else to say. Yeah. Uh, right, so I've been Rachel. I've been Shelly. Stay sexy. Please do. And be sexier than this book because it's really not hard. (laughs) Now it's going. God damn it. Do we have to do this again now? I think we have to start all over again. Oh. My bad. Oh, so if it's flashing, it's not recording. It's flashing, it's not recording yet. Mm -hmm. Son of a bitch.